Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. You made a few predictions hmm. that we can uh, that we could tear apart. Not so well, you know, predictions or suggestions. Fits. Yeah, fits. Fits, fits, fits. where I would place these guys. Some of the Jerry Judy rumors recently was that the Browns could be interested. Yeah. Refuted reports back and forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, that the Patriots could be interested in Jerry Judy. Yeah, so the Patriots are a team that's getting linked to a lot of people, obviously, because they still need a number one wide receiver. Juju is not going to be that guy for you. This AFC arms race, the AFC East, I mean, before you get anywhere beyond that, it feels like New England needs to make something pretty big happen if they're going to seriously contend with just within that division. And that would seem to suggest you need a wide receiver. And obviously, Brandon Cooks went somewhere else. They didn't get him. So you got to turn to other options. To me, the best New England option is Cortland Sutton. Why is that? Well, people are going to talk about Nuke. People are going to talk about Judy. I think Sutton is the guy that provides the Patriots the best sort of mix of what they're looking for, which is a potential true ex-wide receiver, a six foot four, 215-pound guy that can run and threaten on the outside, threaten deep down the field. Um, he's a longer-term investment than Nuke would be if they went that direction. I think he's also cheaper if you look at his contract. Um, but I think he also specifically threatens ways that Jerry Judy hasn't shown that he can so far in the NFL. So I think Sutton to New England is the best fit of the guys that they could potentially bring in. Do you have T. Higgins on the trading block? Because the Bengals fans are, are I do. Upset. So I also put T. Higgins to New England. That will be the other option. Not together like they're not trading for both of them obviously but the two guys that make the most sense for new england are Cortland sudden and t higgins all right and just to reiterate this is this is not necessarily a prediction it's it's saying the bengals will have a decision to make like i would do i would do everything i could to keep jamar chase and t higgins sure i would and i again i've said this several times i absolutely believe them when they say they have no intention of trading t higgins but there's a difference between that and actively turning down a trade offer from New England that involves the 14th overall pick in the draft. Yes, and so let's let's pretend. Let's pretend that New England would give up pick 14. Mm-hmm. The I always think about these moves as a balance sheet. So hear me out for a second here, Bengals fans. You have one more year of awesome T. Higgins control, basically. Um, one more year of him on a cheap contract. You can... That's valuable, right? That's part of the balance sheet. I can keep T. Higgins, and then I can decide I'm going to re-up him, 
pay for him, let him walk, get a comp pick and the whole thing. Or the other side of the balance sheet, let's say it's pick 14, it's your choice of a starting edge defender, a starting cornerback at a place that you need, plus the two years down the road, $22 million that you're going to save for T. Higgins. So let's just pretend it's you're choosing between T. Higgins for this year versus, say, let's Christian Gonzalez, starting cornerback, potentially, plus two years down the road, re-signing Trey Hendrickson. Or the next defensive, Chase Young becomes available from Washington, and you could pay him instead of Higgins. Now, you might at one point say, just pay Higgins. Steve says receivers are the most valuable commodity. Just pay Higgins, but, the, but you're getting a first-round pick in addition to, say, the next big defensive end player that's available or whatever it is, free agent. Uh, Brian Burns a couple years ago. I'm just I'm throwing names out there that they could pay. I don't know, two years from now. So you throw $20 million at one of those guys, plus you have a first contract, say, starting cornerback like Christian Gonzalez. I'm, those are the things you're weighing versus... Man, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase with with Joe Burrow never let me see them broken yeah, up. Like, which is a fair, which is another fair point. I'm just saying those are the things I think that are on the table that Cincinnati needs to consider. The bottom line is everybody has a price. Everybody and every the million dollar man has a price, right? And if if can we they, insert a Ted DiBiase laugh here, there you go. A little silence for them to there was. put it in. The uh, the the what was the deal for AJ Brown? It was what was the pick twenty whatever the pick was, but they gave a third rounder as well for A.J. Brown, and then they were the team that made the, the deal. Um, and that was just Tennessee having to think about paying one guy, not on the horizon is a Joe Burrow market resetting contract and a Jamar Chase market resetting contract. And we just gave up all this year's uh, saved money to invest in Orlando Brown at left tackle. Like, can the Bengals get that done? Sure. Are, like, are they so wedded to getting that done that they're going to turn down a trade offer involving the 14th overall pick and a third rounder or whatever else is involved in that trade. Maybe, but people declaring that that like 100% would not ever happen, I think are crazy because that you would be out of your mind to dismiss out of hand that deal, like just not even take the phone call. If, if New England calls them up and that's the trade offer on the table, that's a very difficult thing to turn down if you're Cincinnati. Uh, by the way, from New England's perspective, I would I would play that well. I mean, I would do that, play that balance sheet as well. Their their discussion is let's pretend it's Christian Gonzalez, starting cornerback that would fit in in New England, or Joey Porter, whoever, starting corner, starting tackle, starting whatever for New England on a rookie contract versus T. Higgins at twenty three million dollars a year plus the first round pick, doing it all day. I don't think he's as good as AJ Brown. I don't think he has the same impact as AJ Brown, but I'm still doing it all day if I'm New England, because they got no other choice, in my opinion, but to make one of these big moves. And so. that, by the way, is why I think Sutton might be a better option, though, than T. Higgins, because I think it's probably more attainable for them. It probably is. It, that just feels like it's... Look, I, th I thought on the surface last year, New England's deal for Devontae Parker, getting him cheap in a, an expensive wide receiver market, it's like it's a good move, but they ended up with just a slew of like, ah, eh, pretty good moves. You know, you got this guy, you got Kendrick Bourne, and you spent a second on Tyquan Thornton, who could be a good deep threat, and you got some okay tight ends or whatever. New England needs big-time playmakers. Not that Sutton can't be that guy, but I think Higgins has a better chance. The injury history and catch radius and everything that Higgins brings to the table. Mm -hmm. So so you're saying 
New England has to make a move, in your opinion. They're rumored to make a lot of these different moves. You like Cortland Sutton or T. Higgins, big-bodied receivers going to the Patriots. Yeah, big-bodied receivers that can win outside and bring something different to that receiving core than they currently have. And, by the way, propel it somewhere different than it can currently get to with the group that they have right now. All right, what else do you have for... Uh for good landing spots here for receivers. So the other two receivers from Denver, uh, again, they're not all going to get traded at the same time, but if one of them is the guy that gets traded, Jerry Judy to Minnesota would be Ooh. pretty special. Now, now obviously, could they do got, that? Yeah, why not? Again, like if that costs you their, what, 23 is their pick? We've been mocking them, guys like Jordan Addison. What if instead of Jordan Addison, you get Jerry Judy? Now you've got uh, Justin Jefferson absolutely dominating everywhere and your compliment in addition to kj osborne is one of the best route runners in the nfl a guy that gets open against man coverage all the time and can work consistently different areas of the field you can free up justin jefferson to win in some other ways could you so you think it maybe pick 23 from minnesota is that worth it because the the price for judy and i know we've seen this compared you know new, uh, new Hopkins went for a second there's a couple mitigating circumstances there crazy contract plus bill o'brien was the gm at the time mm -hmm. and you don't always have a bill o'brien at gm true um justin jefferson went for pick rarely in fact yes yeah. <laughs> rarely justin jefferson went for what 18 pick 18 uh i'm sorry uh, stefan diggs trade was for justin jefferson at pick 17 or 18 or whatever it was right but diggs and hopkins both had big contracts either currently or Pending, right? Stephon Diggs needed to get paid. New Hopkins was getting paid. Is Jerry Judy worth the first? You're going to get one more year of pretty cheap of Judy and then a fifth-year option of a decent price, and then you're going to have to pay him. Um, that's actually similar to what Marquise Brown went for. So I think a, a first-round pick for Judy, I mean, I think, I think Judy's better than Marquise Brown, who went for a first last year in a similar spot where he was he had uh, years four and five basically on his first year, uh, his first contract that needed to go so i think a first rounder is fine judy and justin jefferson i could play that game mm -hmm. and the vikings are already i mean they're strapped because of they've had those contracts that they're trying to deal with and manipulate and everything the vikings can't do much else as far as big moves they need to if they're going to make any move it's got to be for someone on the cheap and i think judy could uh could fit the bill there. Yeah, somebody is complaining that, you know, the Vikings like uh, Justin Jefferson in the slot. It, it doesn't make sense. They need a guy that can win outside. Uh, two counterpoints to that. Number one, Jefferson spent 70% of his snaps lined up out wide. So you're, you're talking 30% of his time in the slot. Now, even if you say they want to increase that, they can increase it 15%, and it would still only be 45% of his time in the slot. So there's plenty of space for the extra guy they bring in as a complimentary threat to be a slot guy. Number two, Jerry Judy can play outside fine. Like, that's not a limiting factor for him. He has played 700 snaps in his three in the last three years out wide. He's got a good grade playing out wide. He's got footwork speed and route running to win outside. That isn't the problem. So actually, I think it's a perfect compliment in that both guys can play inside or out, and I would stay the way it is, which is Judy spends the majority of his time in the slot. Jefferson spends the majority of his time out wide, but they can cross over and they can flip when they need it to happen. Yeah, I think that I think that works perfectly fine. I just love that you said everybody's got a price to kick this all off. Everybody's got a price. For the million dollar man. What other uh, wide receiver landing spots do you like here? So the third Denver receiver, KJ Hamler, 
Um, I love that to Seattle. We talked about how the Seahawks need a slot guy. Yeah. That also sticks with what they, you know, Geno's had a, Geno's taken over from Russ as having one of the best deep balls in the NFL. That gives you a slot receiver and it gives you a dude that still maintains the deep threat. You've now got three guys that can go deep in DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and KJ Hamler, and it brings a slot receiver and a slot threat to that offense as well. Deep, I deep would pass, love that. Deep pass production is very receiver dependent. That might sound obvious, but remember, Joe, we were asking why Joe Burrow can't hit a deep ball uh, after his rookie season. Right. Right. He was like five for 100 throwing the ball down the field after being precision at LSU. Enter Jamar Chase, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, Joe Burrow, he's got the deep ball back. I mean, um, not to take anything away from Burrow or, you know, the quarterback there, but it is a dependent position uh or stat or production based uh stat so a lot of words there that didn't make sense no the um the gino deep ball make it make it better for gino so the biggest name that we haven't actually given a landing spot to yet is new Hopkins, who i think is a perfect fit for that carolina offense like we talked about this before that makes all the freaking sense in the world to me. I don't think the asking price for Nuke is going to be that high because of his age, because of his contract, because of what Brandon Cooks went for. Carolina has the remaining picks to make a deal like that happen, and it's the perfect marriage of short to medium term addition, helping whoever the hell you draft at number one or at your top pick actually survive, keep his head above water because of the miserable weaponry that they currently have, which we joked about on the podcast the other day adding new to that group immediately makes that a pretty good offense like you know if you're not going well adam thielen is our number one that's bad if adam thielen is your number two or three and new Hopkins is your number one and all of a sudden everybody else like the complexion that you're looking at those weapons as complementary pieces is very different to how you look at it when that's all you have yeah we broke down we broke this down all the other day, right? Again, nothing nothing gets me more excited than moving everybody down a notch on the receiver depth chart. Move them all down. Nuke one, Thielen two, Chenault's your gimmick guy. Terrace Marshall can still be this year three, right? Breakout player. All that stuff is in play. But give Hopkins, let Hopkins be that guy that helps C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, whoever it ends up being. They also have the money for it, by the way, which is not true for some other teams. No, I could buy that. Um... I want to discuss because the rumor was was Jerry Judy going to the Browns potentially, mm. and again I just try not to keep up with the rumors. It just came up and and consider all the stuff because why not? Right now they have Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples Jones, David Bell, um, and a few other guys, Anthony Schwartz, Jakeem Grant, like gimmicky type of guys. Man, I would love this though. If you're the Browns, Amari Cooper as your one, Jerry Judy one A one B, right? Get the Bama connection there. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones gets to be your three, right? Again, it's not even a knock on Donovan Peoples-Jones. Can he be a good, solid number two wide receiver who's had a pretty good career so far? Big body, downfield threat? Yeah, make him my three. Make him your third option. You also have David Njoku back at tight end. Jordan Akins, who they just brought in. I would love that. And then, uh, you know, the goal is so that you, you have to maximize what Deshaun Watson can do. Even if he has regressed a little bit, you make life a little bit easier for him with more guys that can get open. So I'm all in. If the Browns want to do it, they just don't have the first round pick to, uh, you know, to maybe do it this year or this year's first rounder. So maybe it's something 
future-centric for the uh, Broncos. The uh, the last move that I had as a suggested landing spot was um, Brandon Ayuk, which again, not on the trade block, theoretically, but is the kind of move I think you could test. You know, if you're, San Francisco, if you're a team looking to get a wide receiver, I think you should be testing San Francisco's resolve for a guy like Brandon Ayuk because of how many guys they're going to have to pay at some point. You know, they just invested a ton in that defensive line. Christian McCaffrey has been traded for, George Kittle. Like, they've got a lot of expensive pieces, even with two quarterbacks on rookie contracts. You know what I mean? So, if again, if you're a team that calls up and says, hey, we have a first-round pick or, you know, whatever. Now, first-round pick is probably not the move here, given the team I'm talking about, but... My point being, they might not have any intention of trading Brandon Ayuk, but that doesn't mean they would turn down the right offer. Indianapolis. Indy, Brandon yeah. Ayuk. Man, I mean, if, if you just, if we had the ability to do some research here, and <laughs> I mean, if just like if you could quickly search Steve Colts receivers, mm. time period, last four years. Right. All I've been saying is, please just get more receivers. Maybe yeah. Chris Ballard, you did a great offensive line's in good shape. You've done some good stuff. The roster's solid, but please get some receivers. Not Carson Wentz doesn't have a shot without receivers. Philip Rivers didn't have a shot without better receivers. Matt Ryan has no shot without better receivers and an offensive line that fell apart. I love it for the Colts. And the Ayuk thing, it's it's similar, similar to T. Higgins, right? Because uh 2020, I mean, Ayuk has two more years. It's similar to Jerry Judy, really. Should he? Should Ayuk be on the trading block? No. I mean, the, the, Niners, the Niners can make it work probably over the next two years. But I would also make the phone call just in case. Just yeah. in case. It's all like, so all of these things, all these trade moves require both teams to buy into it. That's why trades don't actually happen that often. But just because a team says we're not trading this guy or we would rather have him on the roster does not mean that they're going to turn down the right offer coming along. Again, everybody has a price and there's some teams out there that could be or should be pretty desperate for wide receivers. 